Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I'm joined by Susan O'Connor Frazier. Thank you for being here, Susan. Thank you, Patrick, for having me. And Susan is the creative director and executive producer of TAM Communications. Susan, would you please explain your career journey with us? I was actually a computer programmer back in the 70s, and I I was pretty good at it, but didn't really enjoy the, the culture and technology. And so I was searching for something else. And my husband grew up in Hollywood, and he actually had a dream one night where he was in a helicopter, and John Wayne was on the ground as, the, as he Uh, landed as the helicopter landed and reached out his hand and shook his hand and said, welcome to the business. And (laughs) that that was the inspiration. And so Tam and I formed this company in 1979. We've just, it's been an incredible experience and life journey. And we still work together and love each other and like each other here 41 years later. That's really cool. I love that story too about how about the dream. How awesome. What do you what are your main duties and responsibilities? Well, as as executive producer first, I manage all of the various projects we have in-house that could be television commercials, it could be radio commercials, and a lot of corporate videos, social media channels that we manage for some of our clients where we're doing postings or uploading videos we've created for them. And so we have sometimes as many as 40 to 50 projects in-house at any one time. Uh, So that's my job as executive producer. As creative director, I'm coming up with concepts of how to help a uh, one of our clients, all of our clients, create deliver their message, whether it's to new employees or existing employees or customers or uh, prospective customers. And then I also write almost all of the scripts that come through the house. So that could be, again, television, radio copy or video copy. Has that changed during right now with COVID? Well, our business definitely has been impacted. Uh, one of our largest clients is the Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. So they, of course, are not doing as much projects. Good Guys uh, Hot Rod and Custom Show is also another client of ours, and they cut back severely this year. We do, we have done a lot of COVID messaging for clients because our largest client is Satellite Healthcare, and they're a dialysis company. So helping the those healthcare workers understand, keeping them motivated, keeping them trained on how to keep themselves safe, how to educate their patients on how to stay safe. Our, re, our work overall, the amount of work actually hasn't changed because we've replaced what paid business that we've lost with a lot of pro bono work with nonprofits and small businesses here, especially in Scotts Valley. Susan, would you please tell us about your education background? I have a 
AA degree in liberal arts from De Anza College and then went, I started at San Jose State and then dropped out because as a lot of people do or change majors, but I dropped out and because I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life at that time. Um, I always loved to write. And so in order to get the job as a computer programmer, I needed to get an AA degree. And so I did that. Uh, or an associate's degree of some kind. I did that and then Lockheed trained me as a computer programmer. And then, and during that uh, time, I took a lot of courses in business, uh, which I then went to an extension program with the University of Redlands and continued in the business area, learning more about business management and accounting and all the things that go into running a successful business. And I'm actually three units away from my bachelor's of science degree in business. I, after we started our business, I did not really have the motivation to go back and get those that extra three credits. And who knows how much, how many it would be right now. So I have no training really in film or video production, but I've been a writer since I was a child and knew that was something that I was good at. And then also had the business acumen to support Tam, my husband and partner, in this adventure of ours. Yeah, and it sounds like you've been reading about some of your bio, some of the stuff you've done, you know, helping co-develop, and you're the executive producer of an internationally syndicated television series called Coast Guard. That must have been a really fun project for you, I would imagine. It was. It was super fun. Tam had joined the Coast Guard right before we got married and then ended up with a, he had a back injury from playing sports in high school and so had to drop out of the Coast Guard after just 27 days at training camp. But it was, we originally pitched to the Coast Guard Motion Picture Office an idea to do a feature film or television series, a fictional series, and we just couldn't get that off the ground. And then in the early 90s, mid-90s, we came, when reality television was just coming um, coming out, we pitched this idea of a Coast Guard reality show. And through that, we've shot all across the country. We've been on scene for drug busts and migrant interdictions where people are trying to enter the country illegally. We actually uh, went up to Alameda and watched and captured Michelle Obama christening a national security cutter up there. I flew in a helicopter around the the big island as we shot a, a feature on Coast Guard Air Station Barber in outside of Honolulu, and we've been we've done features that took us even to Japan, where they were doing exercises with the Japanese Coast Guard. So taking us all over the the country and the world. And Tam actually during the course of one of the discovery documentaries that we created was on a Navy frigate with a Coast Guard law enforcement detachment team, and where they were chasing drug runners between Colombia and Panama. So that was one of his adventures that I wasn't part of. Wow, that sounds like quite an experience. It is. I mean, I still to this day have so much respect and uh, for members of the Coast Guard and the service they provide to our country. In fact, in the mid, about 2005, we 
pitched an idea to the to the military channel to cover the Coast Guard in Vietnam before the Vietnam War or during the Vietnam War. And most people didn't know that our Coast Guard was the first naval units over there in Vietnam. And then they did so many other things there to help support the U.S. efforts in that war. But when they came back, because it was such an unpopular war, which is understandable, they were almost like disowned by by the Coast Guard themselves. They, the Coast Guard didn't want to admit that they had any role in that because it would tarnish their image. So telling their, their story had never been told before. So we I had this immense pressure to deliver something that was had a story that had never been told by these amazing human beings. When we finished and we sent copies to the d different people we had interviewed, the recognition and appreciation that came back from that was one of the, I say, most satisfying experiences of my life. Well, that's awesome. And going back to your work, could you tell us briefly like what a day or a work week looks like for you? There's no typical day and uh, a work week can be seven days long because we own our own company. Now, if you're a video in the video business working for another company, you may not work those kinds of hours. But since we're this is our own company, we kind of call the shots of when we get started and when we end our day. And I'll be moving from one project to the next through the course of the day, unless I'm scripting, in which case I try to get myself into a space into a space where I can shut out the world and really go deep into my imagination. We do that a lot. Uh, we're, our daughter is a producer for our company and she's also an amazing talent, talented director. She's also the last set of eyes that sees anything before we share it because she, we call her Eagle Eye Iman because she's so intent on the details and we'll see things that I don't see. But so it's, it's just, every day's different. And I love that about the job. Every day's different. I'm learning something new every day because we have such a wide variety of clients. It just keeps life interesting. And that's really cool, especially to be working so close with your family too. I think that's awesome. Yes. Um, what kind of skills do you use in your career? And did you acquire these skills just through working the job? Yeah, I think, you know, the business is definitely gets put to use. We have a bookkeeper, uh, that operations manager that does most of that. But I put sales skills to uh, get new business together. I'm using my using marketing skills I learned learned in college to spread the word of our company to new potential clients. I'm obviously writing, which I didn't take in school other than the required, you know, English and that you had to take. That is something that's been more of a passion, as I said, since I was a child. I, as a producer, project manager, that's something I think that you either have that capability or you don't to be able to manage and shuffle many things and I use customer service skills because I, you know, we're serving multiple clients, both Regan and I, um, in keep making sure they're beyond happy with what are what we do. I also use uh, different tools of the Adobe Creative Suite, specifically Photoshop and Illustrator, to prep graphics for Tam or or photos for Tam to use in editing. I'm looking at all the things on my toolbar here, I think that's about it. 
Yeah. I mean, it's a a lot of things like people that if you're any of our listeners go in or your listeners go into this business, they can be more in a specific area where, for example, our 2D artist, uh, he does uses After Effects and Photoshop and Illustrator and probably other parts of the creative suite. Our 3D artist, that's all he does is 3D art and animation. I'm what they call a hyphenate that I do so wear so many hats. I would, I prefer that from just being a writer or just being a producer is to be able to do all those things and bring more value to what we deliver for our customers. I know you talked about being the executive producer for the show Coast Guard, but what are some of your other favorite projects you've worked on and or currently working on? Other favorite projects. Wow. I, it's, again, it's such a variety. I mean, we, i we did a take on the great Game of Thrones opening title sequence a couple of years ago for the boardwalk. And instead of winter is coming, which was a saying in that movie, it was summer is coming. <laughs> nice. It, where the boardwalk comes out of the sand and you see the dipper being being raised out of the sand and then we fly through the park. And that was, I think, a really rewarding thing. The In, in addition to the 12 or so discovery documentaries we've done. Premies was one that we shot at Stanford at the neonatal intensive care unit. And that was a project that I wrote and was um, for just, and it's aired on, on this discovery channel. There, you know, I've, we've done work for nonprofits. Recently, we completed a series of videos for the community foundation to help them raise money for the fire fund for fire victims. Um, that was very rewarding, and I know that they're doing very well with those. Currently, we're actually working on a video for the uh, documentary about the boardwalk and its impact on the it's the impact of the closure has on the community because it's so much more than just the place we go to have fun. You know, it's a place there. You know, they've all the people that work there have been impacted by the closure all the kids that looked forward to their first job, you know, first summer job there have um, been impacted by the closure. And then of course the whole Santa Cruz economy is impacted by them being closed. And, you know, so that's one of, that's a project I'm really passionate about right now is to take that project and, you know, hopefully be able to see it aired somewhere, you know, maybe on something like Netflix or Amazon Prime, or um, if not there, then we'll, we'll find another way to get it out so that the people of Santa Cruz and beyond can learn about this special place that we have here in Santa Cruz that's is so much a cog in the wheel that moves, you know, our economy. Well, that definitely sounds like um, a meaningful project. <clears throat> and I think a lot of us in the community, our heart goes out to uh, the boardwalk and to all the communities that are being affected by what's going on right now. And is there any way that people can still support the boardwalk that you know of? Currently, um, the only thing that they have open are some shops, uh, food. Uh, so you could go down there and, you know, take a walk on the walk and buy some food. Uh, they do have the drive-in movies right now. We're going to go see Big tomorrow night. Oh, cool. Uh, they're going to do a nine o'clock and they're going to celebrate the new year with uh, New York and do a live drop of the ball in Times Square on the, 
uh, stage or on the screen, and they're offering some really yummy food. The chef, not just the good bad for you food, but <laughs> the chef um, all for the last three months, I think they've had this hoppy hours where the chef has paired beer with, you know, some really good food. And not that they're, I don't know that they're having beer, but they're definitely cooking up some good eats for tomorrow night. So we're supporting them that way. Awesome. Um, yeah. And then hopefully they'll be open in some capacity beyond just the food and shopping that they'll be able to, you know, have their games again outside by February, maybe. And the hopefully by spring, they'll have the bowling alley and maybe the arcades open again. And then hopefully rides by summer, not earlier. Yeah, that sure would be nice. And for those just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz, 90.7 FM. And I'm Patrick Hart, and I'm speaking with Susan O'Connor Frazier and learning more about TAM Communications. Susan, why is your job important to our society? I think, well, I think having a thriving economy is important to our society. And so all the stuff that we do to for business-to-business communication, uh, helping people, especially within the Bay Area, sell their products or keep their employees motivated or train them to be better at their job. All of that is good for that reason. And the as far as business, the business world goes, the stuff that we do with nonprofits helps our community, whether it's for the Community Foundation. We're also working right now with Second Harvest Food Bank to get the, help them with, get the word out of the stuff they're doing. And we've worked with, we uh, finished up some videos for the San Benito County Food Bank and did some PSAs for all three, you know, the Tri-County Food Bank. So that's all good. And we've had nonprofit work has been a good part of our portfolio, not always pro bono, but all of that stuff helps our community. And I think finally, the stuff that we do in more of the entertainment area or documentary is helping to be, have a more well-informed community, well-informed by informing viewers about different things or making them laugh. I mean, last year, or no, it wasn't last year, it was maybe seven years ago now, uh, we produced a two-episode pilot that was a reality show about life on the farm, and it aired on National Geographic Television. And, you know, anything that we do in the area of humor is making people laugh. I mean, that's we need that more than anything right now. Some of the other stuff that we've done over the years just has... I mean, we use humor a lot when we, whenever we can. And then more recently, we've been doing stuff that's COVID-related. Even before COVID, we did a video, a music video called Hands Clean. And based on the, the song, Hand Clap, we can make your hand clap. And we changed the lyrics to be, you can wash your hands clean. This year, we did a, another music video for the same client, Satellite Healthcare, on wear, mask wearing. And instead of Raise Your Glass by Pink, it was Wear Your Mask. And so those are really fun. And I think all those safety messages are important. Uh, we worked with the Santa Cruz County Economic Recovery Council on two different videos, one that just got released last week, which is an animated piece on employee safety for 
workers throughout the county, you know, and especially those that are working in restaurants and stores and how to keep safe and how to keep our community healthy, safe, and open, which hopefully we will be open again, you know, in the coming month or two. What advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing this career? I would say that to, you know, invest their time in learning and practicing the part of the craft that they are passionate about, make sure that they are passionate about it because it does require passion. They, you know, you, the tools are so inexpensive these days that you can, our first edit suite was three quarters of a million dollars. And now you can edit on your iPhone actually, or on a, a small laptop but is to practice it and find where, where you want to land. If you're going to go and try to start your own business is to focus your education on business type courses. You know, you can learn some of these tools in online tutorials. You don't necessarily have to take an After Effects class. Not saying college isn't important, but it's focusing your attention in college on things that you know, will help you in life and help you in your business, or if you're going to go to work for someone else, help you understand the, the ways that what you do can help your employer going to get communications classes, for example, or marketing classes, I think are all, you know, great options. Our son wanted to go into our business and we said, well, that's fine, but you're going to go to college and we're going to pay for it and you're going to learn something else. So what is that going to be? He went into decision information sciences, which is the marriage of technology and marketing. And now he's a web developer, making a lot of money, living in Ohio on an Ohio cost of living and making Silicon Valley salaries from his business that he owns. So I think he's glad that our advice was to not go to film school because he could, he could learn that in the family business. And he did. The Dalai Lama came into town, into Santa Clara University, which is where my son went to school. And... Tam and I were going to be up in Vancouver for another client and Santa Clara University wanted us to capture the event and to then edit some videos for them. So Tim, our son, headed one crew and Regan, our daughter, headed the other and they captured that event. They were both the field producers of those two teams. That's Another very rewarding project of mine, even though I was not on set or on production for that, creating the videos from the interviews that we that they captured and putting it together and reading the transcripts from the all the different speakers that talked about compassion in Silicon Valley was just it, it kind of was a turning point for me and, and my life as well. That sounds like it was a really beautiful time. I wish I would have gone. When I remember hearing about that, was that that was a couple of years ago? I think. Yeah, I'm. It might have been as many as six years ago. It's the the years blur when you uh, get a little older. <laughs> it was. I think might have been 2014. Um, okay. But it was. Yeah, it was a, just a really beautiful event. And the the interesting thing is that the reason it was at Santa Clara instead of Stanford, which was actually sponsoring the visit, was because uh, the uh, Stanford had an NCAA basketball game that day. So there were, they didn't really have a place on campus to host it. So Santa Clara 
got the benefit of the fact that they they know they didn't have an event going on at that time. So well, that, that worked out for them pretty well, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, it was interesting too. Like my daughter was and son got the experience that we had when we captured Michelle Obama christening the Coast Guard cutter in what it's like to work with the Secret Service and the State Department. And in, in her, in the case of the Dalai Lama, it was more... I may have been mostly the State Department and Homeland Security, where uh, with us at the Coast Guard uh, out at El Alameda, it was the Secret Service and Homeland Security. Susan, for your final question, are there any last things you would like to share um, about your career or advice you'd like to leave our listeners with? I think that the like I said before, I think passion is important that you need to love this because it'll show up in your work. It will show up in how you deal with the people that you're, your clients, how, who you're dealing with, if that you love what you do. And we are also a very open and transparent company. So there's no, clients know exactly what they're paying for from the very start. The, finally, I, it, can, it can be very financially rewarding. So the money that make, people can make well into the six figures in if they go to work for a company. I think that the last time I looked at what a creative director makes, it was, could make is around $250,000. So you can do what you love. You can work for someone else if you don't want to be in your own, your own boss and have that, take that risk you can make money at it. And, um, and I think what's really important to this generation of students is you can do something meaningful in the world, that you're not just doing it for the money. You can do something that can, in some ways it can change the world. So there's just, so that's my advice is to information I'd like to pass on is that there's, it can be an extremely rewarding career. And that's really great advice and all the work you're doing to help support our community too. I just want to thank you on behalf of me and all the other countless businesses out there that really appreciate what you're doing. And again, I'm speaking with Susan O'Connor Frazier with TAM Communications. I really appreciate you taking the time to answer some of my questions today. Well, thank you. And if anybody wants to be in touch to learn anything more, they can connect with us through our website at tamcom.com. And myself or my husband or Regan would be happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Susan. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, your host of our show, What to Be. And we were joined today by Susan O'Connor Frazier, who's the creative director of TAM Communications. If you have any questions or would like to share your career story with us, please send an email to us at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org. Or you can visit us at our website at yfiob.org for more ways to listen. Thank you and see you next time.